0: Kick off your shoes, sit back, and find that gigantic stack of papers you've been meaning to grade. It's time for the New Teacher Hotline.
1: We're back. It's episode 11 of the New Teacher Hotline, a new episode after weeks of summer hiatus. It's school time again, and those happy carefree months of not worrying about your lesson plans and stressing about classroom management and how you're going to handle your kids this year, uh, time's over, and it's time to get back to life, back to reality, as the poet once said. We've been off for a few weeks. We decided that the summertime is a good time for everyone to recharge their batteries. But now that school's back... It's time to start running off those batteries until, let's say, May or June of next year. And while you're motoring along during the academic year, Glenn and I will be here with you. Think of us as little roadside attractions along this great, long, and winding academic year to keep you energized, to keep you focused, and help you have your best year yet. We are returning to our regular production schedule of two podcasts a month. We're happy that you're with us. It's time to shake off that summer rust and get right back into it. As you may or may not know, Glenn is an administrator for a school district, and he's very busy at the beginning of the school year doing all the things that administrators do, things that are cloudy and hazy to me and I don't fully understand. He'll be returning in two weeks with our very next broadcast with podcast number 12 to lend his expertise and much better speaking voice to our show. In the meantime, I have a final surprise for you for this summer season of the New Teacher Hotline, and that is a brand new segment we have called The Tech Toolbox. We've even got a fancy little intro for it, so let me play that for you right now. And now, The Tech Toolbox, presented by TeachersFirst.com. Now, the Tech Toolbox is meant to help you integrate technology into your classroom. No matter if you're a beginner, if you know a little about technology, or if you feel pretty proficient with technology, the Tech Toolbox is going to help you work that technology into your classroom. Candy Shively from TeachersFirst.com is going to join us every couple months and introduce some websites, some web resources, things she's found that you can work into your lessons that will help maximize your use of technology without giving you a headache in the process. I talked to Candy a few weeks ago during the sweltering hot summer months back when we were all on vacation. And I'm going to go ahead and play that conversation for you right now. I'm on the phone right now with Candy Shively. Candy is the director of K-12 Initiatives for NITV, which is the Network for Instructional Television.
2: NITV is a not-for-profit learning and technologies corporation. And actually, we are not as much involved with TV as we are with the web at this point.
1: For our purposes, you have a lot of titles here. You're the chief editor in charge of TeachersFirst.com. Correct. Tell us a little bit about them.
2: Well, Teachers First is a free teacher resource website that's been in existence since 1998. And it's a service that is free for teachers offered by NITV. And it's designed to save teachers time, which is always a favorable thing to do, Mm -hmm. and deliver ideas and tools that they need in a very practical, user-friendly format. And it's advertising-free.
1: I've been on there a little bit and it really brought out the geek in me. I like the website a lot.
2: <laughs> well, we just did a redesign in 2007, and uh, we definitely added some new features as far as the, the visual components. But more importantly, that's when we added the free membership to save people time and and let them, for example, customize so they can say, well, I'm interested in resources that have to do with math from third to fourth grade, or I'm interested in chemistry, physics and biology or whatever they choose. And when they log in as a member, they see the newest resources in their areas of interest without having to sift through the things that they have no interest in whatsoever.
1: We're going to be talking to you a great deal about web resources. So tell us about who Candy Shively is.
2: Well, uh, I will start by saying that I am a teacher. I will always be a teacher because I, I really believe that once you've been one, you can't get it out of your blood. <laughs> I was a classroom teacher for 21 years, and then for six more years, I was considered a teacher, but I was actually working peer-to-peer with classroom teachers, helping them integrate technology into their classrooms. Mm-hmm. So we team taught, and um, I helped them learn new technologies, but I was really just another teacher in the room. I have also taught uh, pre-service classes for uh, teachers or people seeking to become teachers, and that was probably one of the most gratifying parts of my career so far because uh, it's really exciting to turn out new people into the world ready to go out and help kids. What sort of kids did you teach? Uh, I have never taught below second grade. I have taught grades two through eight a great deal and some high school i taught in various areas i worked in a library media center i was an english teacher teaching writing i was for a large part of my career i was teaching gifted students and as a team teacher in my technology job i actually taught quite a few different subjects sometimes i had to learn them to help the teacher teach them Um, i am not a, a biology teacher for example but i did help team teach some biology classes
1: Talk to us a little bit about what it has been like throughout your career to try to help teachers involve technology. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of different levels of understanding.
2: Right. It's a really wide range, and I can understand that. Um, A lot depends upon your own exposure to technology, how much – you might have liked to play with your computer and play with other technologies. I perfectly understand if someone's a little bit hesitant. I also understand that there are teachers who may be very comfortable with the computer. The one thing that I do find is that Even those who are very comfortable with the computer may never have experienced being taught with technology. And I I choose the preposition with very carefully because I think technology is just another one of our teaching tools. It's not what we're teaching about. It is just another way to help people manipulate and learn information and learn uh, thinking skills and use creativity. Uh, One of the things that I try to do when I'm working with teachers is help them envision how this particular technology or this particular web resource might fit in to the way they teach and might fit into mostly to the way their students learn. Very few of us have actually experienced learning with technology as we've gone through school. In another 10 years, even another five years, there will be more and more new teachers out there who will have had their own teachers giving them this experience, but we aren't there yet.
1: Yeah, I'm coming up on 35, so I'm not the oldest guy in the world, but I, I'm right at that age. I think that uh, when I was coming through elementary school, personal computers were becoming available, mm-hmm. and they really struggled to figure out how they could be used best in the classroom. I know that there were some programs that they would sit us down and and mm-hmm. run us through math drills, which actually mm-hmm. was was fine. And I remember thinking, "Well, this is fantastic. You know, these are so cool looking." Well, it's certainly
2: and, motivational to to for a child to sit and play at a computer, and it probably was even more. A few years ago when they were more novel.
1: Absolutely. Now, and then they got weird for a while. I don't know, um, how you, what you think about this, but then we would get scheduled once every two weeks in our reading classes. We would get computer lab time Mm -hmm. when we would all go to the computer lab and sit in front of these. Screens, these monochrome <laughs> screens, and we would read paragraphs and then get quizzed on the content of the paragraphs.
2: Ah, okay. So it was, so you were, it was a, some kind of a canned comprehension program of right. some sort? It was
1: all reading comprehension. It was very difficult to read these stories off the computer screen, and then it would quiz you and store everything that you ever had answered, and you know all of your it would track all of your stuff and I remember thinking, well, this isn't any fun at all. this is just reading off a screen, and then I can't even look at the story when I want to answer the questions it's on a different screen and right,
2: and you didn't really interact with the material it was just sort of another way to dish it out to you or pour it in your ear, um, which is the analogy I like to use when when we're trying to just dump the information onto a a student. Uh, No, computers are definitely much more interactive. and, And I would say that philosophically, Teachers First is looking for ways for students to learn with technology. Yes, we do list some resources that do involve, for example, just drill and practice type activities, but we try to give teachers suggestions for ways to manage them so they aren't just a sit the kid in front of the computer activity, that they might involve having the students use that and then go further, maybe design one of their own or maybe um, create some other product when they're, they've they mastered the, the knowledge level and they've moved above that and using higher level thinking and not just interacting with this inhuman device.
1: Candy and I have been talking actually before this conversation, this phone call. And it was it was because we sort of had a mutual admiration for each other's um, technology strategies and, and thoughts. And there's quite a few teaching websites out there that say, here are tools for you available on the web. And some of them are free. Many of them are free. But not many of them are very good. There's It comes to mind that there's some websites out there that say, well, here's 10 million lesson plans for you. Right. And you and you say, okay, well, this is great. Let me just type in. Let me see. Uh, I'm going to try to find something on on cells, animal cells, and I'm going to type that in and look for this this lesson plan. And it ends up just being absolute garbage. Or you'll have two hundred lesson plans on cells, and it's <laughs> up to you to wade through which ones are any good. Right. And there really is no kind of guarantee that what you're getting is even worth. All that time that you're investing
2: well i think teachers first for one thing our reviewers the people who choose the the web resources that we review um and i will make a distinction we we have some resources that we develop ourselves and some where we are reviewing something else that exists on the web but in both cases the content that we are developing is being done by experienced teachers and when we review a site we don't even include it unless we think it's really top-notch. So that filters out a lot of that other stuff that you'd have to dig through. And it's kind of like going through your attic and only keeping the one or two things you really need to use. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing that we do is in our reviews, we always include some kind of an in-the-classroom implementation strategy or two or three or four so that the teacher can say, oh, yeah, this is a neat site, but oh, I see how I could use it. Now I see how my students could become really involved with this. Now I see what I could do classroom management-wise so that perhaps I can use this on my single classroom computer or perhaps I can use it on my little cluster of computers or maybe I do have a laptop lab available. But we we try to incorporate the realities of the classroom in those implementation tips and still have it be pedagogically sound. And The other thing that, that I would say is that we find sites that are not necessarily those designed for the classroom. One example that happened recently was we found a site about the anatomy of, and bones and musculature of a human face. And it was very, very interactive so that the user could go in and make the mouth move up and down and could click on an adjective for an emotion like surprised. And it would show what the muscles and bones of the face do when someone is surprised. Well, You look at that and you say, gee, that's really neat, but that doesn't apply in my classroom. Well, this is a really interesting site for teaching figure drawing and art, which would be a a pretty obvious connection. Mm -hmm. But then also, if you have students who are perhaps um, in an emotional support program or perhaps autistic and they don't read human emotions well, it would be a great site for them to learn how to read people's faces. Or going even further, you could use it to teach about, what people's faces do when they feel an emotion. So when you're writing a story, you can use the description of the face instead of saying he was surprised.
0: So that's the
2: kind of angle we can bring to a resource and really give it meaning for an educational setting. And sometimes we bring in things that people think, well, why in the world would you ever use this in a classroom? But for the students, it's a real-world connection, and they have a lot of respect for that.
1: Well, that's actually very interesting. Those, I mean, the first application is probably the first one that popped into my mind, but the, the other two are very creative.
2: We try. <laughs> <laughs> and I have, we have a great team of reviewers who are from all around the country. Many of them are still in the classroom, and this is their moonlighting job. Some have actually retired from teaching and are doing this at, out of passion for supporting good education.
1: And I think all teachers have at least two jobs, right? I
2: think you're right.
1: <laughs> Let me make sure I give the website another plug before we go on because we've been talking about it so much. You know, I have to keep repeating the website. So it's www.teachersfirst.com.
2: The first place you might want to start if you're looking for things for your classroom is a menu that says classroom. I'm As there you right will- now. As you roll over that, you find the things that you would use actually in your classroom, find ideas and activities for your classroom. Probably the number one place that many people go is right into where it says resources, where they can search by subject and grade level. Also in that menu, there are a couple of classroom-ready activities. Uh, we have a weekly brain twister, which is designed for elementary or middle school. Where we have two levels, and that's a great activity. Uh, substitutes love it because when they get to a classroom and unfortunately didn't find a lesson plan, it's actually a great activity for uh, the, cl- the students to answer quiz questions, but they are not just pure trivia. Most of them require some higher-level thinking, and kids really get into it. The next place you definitely should look as a teacher whether you are already in the classroom or a pre-service teacher, is the professional menu, which is right next to it. This is where you find information to help you work and grow as a teacher. So these may not be specific classroom activities or ideas as much as the background knowledge you might need, for example, to learn about different challenging situations as a teacher. If you're working with English language learners in the regular classroom, if you're working with gifted students and you really don't know a whole lot about gifted students, If you're a new teacher, we have a section called Newbies. We have a a set of materials for substitutes, because we know that that's definitely a challenging situation, and many new teachers end up starting out as substitutes, which is a double challenge. We also have some must-know information topics that are pretty much key at this point in education. One is on reading across the curriculum, because we know that you can't just teach reading in isolation. Even secondary teachers need to be paying attention to the vocabulary development as they do a lesson, even in a science class or social studies. we have a section on differentiating instruction and a section on how to find the standards and uh, your Department of Education for your own state. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of handy links for that.
1: Let me kind of set, a, set up what we're going to be doing here in the future. Now, Candy's not here just for this one-time uh, visit to explain how her website works, but, but we've, we've asked her here on the New Teacher Hotline to come back every two months or so and present sort of a technology toolbox three things that you can do to incorporate technology into your classroom. And then because we know we have a wide range of listeners, just because people in general have a wide range of technology abilities, uh, we want to give you a spectrum of topics. And by that, I mean... We want to include some things that would be easy to include in your classroom. If you don't know anything about technology, we want to have some intermediate things uh, for people who have some technology experience and are looking for something beyond just the basics. And then we'll have some advanced things for those people who are already using technology or already have a lot of technological experience. Here's how to include some advanced technology in your classroom. So starting with your next visit, we're going to start delving into different kinds of websites and that sort of thing.
2: That sounds, sounds good. Good, good to you? That sounds great. And I I hope that as you have people who submit questions to you, if any of them have a specific question about technology or some of the barriers they might experience in trying to use technology, I know that's something that happens to teachers. That's certainly something that we can try to address as well. I know that um, I just came back from a conference where there were teachers from all over the world, and that was a common area of discussion.
1: Actually, I was just going to ask you that question. Would you be willing to field some of our tech questions that came through from some of our listeners?
2: Sure, sure. I think that's one of my favorite things to do, and I do that quite often, as a matter of fact.
1: I could talk tech probably all day, and I would probably right. put all of our listeners absolutely into a coma.
2: I hope this, not. <laughs> uh,
1: technology is not going away. This uh, this uh Internet thing is catching on. I have mm-hmm. a feeling that, uh, you know, it's not going anywhere. And that's why we want to introduce this tech toolbox feature so that in some small way we can help you prepare yourself for this teaching of tomorrow.
2: Well, and... It will keep changing. That's one thing we can guarantee. And I hope that Teachers First will continue to evolve as it has and continue to offer ideas about whatever's new.
1: Okay. Well, the next time we have you on, everybody's going to know who you are. And if they don't, we're just going to say, see episode 11. And at that point, we can just jump right into the meat of things and start talking about using tech tools in the classroom. So if you have any questions for Candy, just email them to us at hotline at gmail.com. You know, in the subject line or in the message itself, just say, you know, question for Candy or question for the toolbox, and we'll make sure that question gets to her. Great. Sounds good. Thanks, Mike. Okay, well, thanks for talking to us, Candy, and we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. -bye. As you probably gathered from that conversation, Candy is a real techie, so it's going to really be a pleasure for me to talk to her every couple months, because I love talking about technology. I'm nerdy like that. It's embarrassing. Anyway, that'll do it for this episode of the New Teacher Hotline. I'll just swing by in about two weeks. Glenn will be here. Until then, I'll see you in the faculty lounge.
0: Do you have a question that you would like us to answer on a future podcast? Our experts are standing by. Email us today at newteacherhotline at gmail.com. The New Teacher Hotline is presented every two weeks by the American Board for Certification of Teacher Excellence. Look us up online at www.abcte.org. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the American Board for Certification of Teacher Excellence. In fact, ABCTE makes no claim that downloading this podcast will even be worth your time. But, you know, we, we hope it is. Our theme song is courtesy of Van Davis at www.vandavis.com. Thanks for listening.